We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. A-Double is in the building. We got some pods that we're about to record together that'll be dropping in the next couple of days and weeks. Uh, hit the Patreon. You could get those in advance. But before we got into recording, I really wanted to talk about Kyler Murray. So I'm piecing this to the beginning of the pod that you guys are going to hear with, with my guy Finney. He was on the pod last week talking about like Madden ratings and wide receivers. And uh, it was a pretty fun segment, like cap or no cap, basically. Mm-hmm. Just like we put out these phrases and it's like, yo, when someone says they're not interested in Conor McGregor anymore, do you think it's like cap or no cap? So we kind of have mm-hmm. some fun with, with all that. But I want to talk about Kyler Murray because I don't think I've ever been this passionate about a take in, in like my life of creating content. Oof. We'll get to that in a sec. That's a statement. But I want to talk about the contract extension. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Is it weird timing? What, what do you feel? I think it was deserved, and I think it had to be done. I think more of it's on Arizona's plate to actually build a championship-caliber team around them. I think they've really disappointed in that aspect. Even though they've had success, it's just that roster is very flawed, and Kyler at times has had to really just work around his magic to keep the offense afloat. It's, it falls on them, but I understand why they made the move now because, look, in that division, they got to keep building, and what's – they can't go back, especially if they invested literally the number one pick in them. So it was an understandable move. I, I saw criticism for it, and I think just maybe recency bias because of how bad that playoff game went, and he didn't show great body language. I feel like when a quarterback has bad body language, which he tends to have, there's going to be a real negative stigma around it. But you watch the player itself, you know, Kyle Murray's borderline top 10 quarterback, if not already a top 10 quarterback. So purely on ability, it had to be done. I'm a Colin Murray guy. Yeah. I had picked him to win MVP in year two. And at one point, like the, the Cardinals were like seven and two and they mm-hmm. had that Hale Murray. Yeah. An iconic play. And the contract is a five year extension for two hundred and thirty point five million with a total guaranteed of one sixty. Mm-hmm. In twenty twenty two, uh sorry, in last season he made nine hundred and sixty five thousand dollars. That was like his like cap hit. Right. Um 
So, sorry, that would have been this cap hit in, in 2022. Um, so, he signed on until 2028, mm-hmm. right? It's something you need to do because he's made them exciting. He's made them relevant. They're playing primetime games because of him. He makes them fun. Yeah. And also, he helps them win when he's healthy. The knock on Kyler Murray is that he takes these hits that it might not end his season as far as uh, he's out for the year, but he'll play hobble. Like, remember that Patriots game in year in his second season where it was like not hostile environment, but it was like rough conditions. It was cold. It was raining. They lost like 13-7. Yeah, it was, it was ugly like an ugly, like typical dome team going to New England in November, that, December. I think that was... Cam was the quarterback in New England, and you know they weren't putting up points. And yeah, it was an ugly game, yeah. right? And he had gotten hurt, and then the rest of it, they stopped running with him. Right. They stopped doing a lot of the stuff that makes him the talent that he is. Mm-hmm. Like One of the reasons why he's such a special talent, Lamar is such a special talent, is because they do something that's so unique and makes him so hard to game plan for. Mm-hmm. Like if, if I was looking at quarterbacks that I would have nightmares about having to prepare for if I'm a DC. I think Kyler Murray is like in the top five when he's healthy mm-hmm. with the running and right. then the throwing also. Oh, yeah. I think it was 2020 when that read option was really slaying teams. Like even though I think they were running a little too much with him, the success rate was huge, particularly in the red zone. Like there were times where he was untouched in the end zone, 15 yards. And just having that capabilities is makes the offense even more dangerous. So I think it's a matter of with Arizona, I think – Kyler, the town itself, totally worth it. It's just now putting the piece around to really build a contender because, you know, Arizona, like, they're there, but it's just they're so flawed. And I think ultimately it comes down to the front office having to draft better. Mm, yeah, for sure. He, in 2020, was his best season. He scored 11 touchdowns on the ground, had 819 yards yeah, rushing. Yeah, man. He... And, and even passing, mm-hmm. his passing numbers were pretty, pretty insane, too. Mm-hmm. He threw 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Um, he had four game-winning drives mm-hmm. coming off a rookie of the year season, and he played all 16 games. But again, he had gotten hurt, and he was not the same. Like I remember, he was my fantasy quarterback, and I was like, "Oh, yo, he's clearly hurt." Right. You know, like I was watching him, I was like, "You know, he's not." He would he would do the read option, mm-hmm. and then if he had nothing, he would just like collapse. Right. You know, like that Tom Brady slice where he doesn't get hit, which I love because yeah, you're self-aware. You don't want to get hurt. Yeah, another thing is he does tend to hold on to the ball for too long, which are cases for a lot of young quarterbacks, especially when they are so confident with their legs. Mm. I think Kyler had that issue when uh, I think Deshaun had it too. Uh, Russell Wilson had a big problem with it. Like your second, third, fourth year, just you're holding on to the ball too long, trying to make something out of nothing, and then it leads to a bad sack, turnover, taking even more punishment. So... I just think there's there's got to be more of a maturation process with Kyler Murray because I do hear rumblings that he hasn't been, like, the greatest leader. And, you know, we talked about the body language. So I think, you know, the talent's there. Now it's just maybe taking, you know, being the true face of the franchise and hopefully the franchise doing right by him by simply, like I said, build a better roster, get younger as well. Because, oddly enough, Arizona, I, I think, has, if not the oldest roster in the league, at least in the top five. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely have a pretty old roster. and. Yeah. You know, they lose Christian Kirk in the offseason. They lose Chase Edmonds also. They lost the linemen. They've, you know, they've lost some pieces, but they still have some, like, really good players. Like, Buda Baker's still there. Uh, J.J. Watt, who, when he first got there, mm-hmm. 
he had an impact. And then when he yeah. got hurt, you saw the drop-off coming. Right. And they also lose Chandler Jones, who was yeah. getting 15-plus sacks for them. In three seasons with the Cardinals, Murray has a combined record of 22-23-1. 11,480 yards, 70 touchdowns to 34 interceptions, 20 career rushing touchdowns. What does this mean for the guy that they're comparing to immediately is Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. I mean, I even made the comparison between the two of them. What's this mean for Lamar? Is it crazy that Lamar hasn't gotten paid yet? Yeah, that's a murky situation, especially because Lamar has accomplished more and proven more than Kyler Murray. Easily. Yeah. It's not even. The resume, it's it's not not debatable. debatable. No, no. One MVP. You know, number one seed. Uh, I think they won the playoff game. Yeah, they beat Tennessee. Dude, last year they were the one seed until he got hurt. And yeah. then Huntley came in. And they also had twenty something, over 20 guys on IR. Yeah. Like Baltimore is a team I'm very, very high on going into next year. And a lot of it is because of Lamar being healthy. And mm-hmm. you know Lamar's record is 37-12, and 12, mm-hmm. 84 touchdowns, 31 interceptions. Mm-hmm. What he's done on the ground is absolutely ridiculous. They're both the same age. Uh, he's... He's the number one toughest cover, I think, in the NFL mm-hmm. for quarterbacks. Like, he's the guy where it's, dude, he could beat you in so many different ways. And on the ground, he's just out of control, too. He's had back-to-back 1,000 yards rushing seasons. Mm-hmm. And, yo, prior to last season, he's been pretty durable, dude. Yeah, and, he, and he's really intelligent with the boy. He, I don't think he's that reckless when it comes to turnovers either. So. And he don't really get cracked. No. It's yeah. He's like Russell Wilson. Remember Russell Wilson? He would... He would always slide. He wouldn't mm-hmm. go for that extra yard. He wasn't like RG3 yeah. who really wanted to get that extra yard. Mm-hmm. That was always my favorite thing about Russ. Russ was, all right, yo, I'm going to pick up 17 yards mm-hmm. instead of fighting for an extra six. Like, who cares? Yeah. I already got the first down. Mm-hmm. Let's let's keep going. Yeah. Just got to be aware with your body. That's pretty much it. And Lamar has definitely done that. And uh, he's just so efficient as well, That that's which is one of the biggest things. Like, he's high, high touchdowns, low interceptions. Uh, the only knock on Lamar really is it just playing from behind has been an issue. But then again, I do think some that has to fall on the Ravens for not putting the best supporting cast around from a playmaker standpoint. And it's looking pretty bleak right now. Listen, man, I'm not the biggest. Uh, I He's like, I think he's like one in 11 when they're down two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He's not a guy that can play from behind, but also he don't really have the best weapons. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? Ravens, for whatever reason, they have a weird thing when it comes to assessing receivers and not wanting to spend big cash on the them. The one guy he had good chemistry with left, ironically enough, to go play with Kyler Murray. Yeah. They traded him. Mark Andrews is a top five tight end. Last year he had the season I thought he would have two years ago. Mm-hmm. He's emerged. But I also have an issue when my number one weapon is a tight end. Like I like having... I like having Waller with another receiver. Yeah. I like having Kelsey with another receiver. Yeah. It's just a weird thing for me. Yeah. I'm intrigued by Bateman. I think Bateman will develop into someone's reliable, but I don't know if Bateman will ever be that alpha male. He just doesn't seem like that guy, but I think he's a steady, secure option. But the rest of it is just like I hope they do more. But now Baltimore, they're a small organization. They're going to get together with Lamar. I, I have no qualms about that, you know, whether it's the next few weeks, August, maybe early September, who knows. But I do think everything will come to terms with that. It's just, you know, whatever reason, maybe they're playing horrible. Yeah. Are there any good receivers available that they can maybe go after? You know, if, if, if uh, number 11 that used to play in Atlanta. Yeah, that's right. If, 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 if he's okay. I don't know. I, for, I'm a little surprised no one's signed him yet. But health, maybe he doesn't want to do training camp. Who knows? But you know, it's got to be the whole Julio or Odell. Well, Odell, I would prefer Julio. Yeah. Because Odell's going to be out until, what, November? Oh, yeah. So Got the ACL. And that's like best case, perfect yeah, rehab. So I, 
there's there's options out there. I just think Baltimore maybe they just want to go through training camp, go through preseason because a guy like Julio or Odell they don't really need preseason, so maybe that's why they're waiting till late August, early September. Yeah, but I have an issue when you're going to a new place. Don't get those reps in. Yeah, there. yeah. I don't mind if like if if Travis Kelsey held out because he didn't want to do training camp, I'd have no issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devontae Adams, I'd have an issue. You just got there. Yeah, you played with Carr way back yeah. in the day, but you need those want to build a rapport, yeah. Yeah, Keenan Allen and Herbert, mm-hmm. that's fine. If Allen don't want to take, that's mm-hmm. cool. But mm-hmm. when you're a new wide receiver going into a situation with a new quarterback, mm-hmm. I think that's, to me, it would mean more yeah. if they got the rest. I would see most of, if they can, take a cr- because I've always will believe in the town, even though he's super unreliable and he's hurt, but I always love me some Will Fuller. And I feel like Will Fuller is a deep threat. He can make things happen. You just you, know, you just can't fully depend on him. But I think he's someone that you have to account for. So if he's healthy and he can play, he should definitely be on an NFL roster. Yeah, for sure. It's we Well, it's the health with him. It's the yeah. health. Like, even it drops was, are annoying, but I feel like you could tolerate it. Like a, a playmaker like that, if Ted Ginn did it all those years. Yeah, Will it. Fuller could too. Yeah. Uh, Last thing I want to talk about this. Where were you on the – it was a huge debate. <coughs> Excuse me. It was a huge debate when he was declaring for the NFL draft because he was the ninth pick in the draft for the MLB by the Oakland Athletics. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a two-sport guy, wins the Heisman, goes and declares to play football. And there was a lot of – I don't know if backlash is fair, but a lot of people – even the guys that used to do the show with me would be like, it's crazy that he wants to play football. Mm. He should play baseball. More money. It's fully guaranteed. You could sign for $200 million and blow out your Achilles. Mm. You'll still get that $200 million. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a Mets fan. I saw Johan Santana sign for $140 million. Mm-hmm. He threw a, per, uh, a no-hitter, first one in Mets history, and then the Mets were just like donating money to him. <laughs> he was a shot. He was basically a shot fighter. Yeah. Uh, where were you, if you could go back in time, where were you in this debate? I don't know if I'm the best person to ask this because I'm not a baseball guy, even though my new job, well, it's not even new at this point because I've been there almost four months, but like now I've had to re-familiarize myself with baseball, so I'm probably not the best person to ask for this, but I think like you look at just the number one pick, franchise quarterback, like it's there for you. Obviously, it's the most demanding position, but you're set up for success for the most part. You know, the organization might let you down, but you're you're there, you know, we were talking about earlier, baseball might take, what, three to four years to get to the major leagues and, you know, just the the rigors of it, like basically playing from, what, March to October, you know, that's the goal for a baseball player. So I just think always with football, especially the way he was positioned, how big of a prospect he was as well, I just think football was always the best route because you're there, you're destined for success, you're going to be a star. Well, baseball, it's a long process and, and A's, like one of the least profile teams. Now, granted, he could have proved himself and gone to LA or New York, but I don't know. I was I'm pro football guy, so like I'm always gonna be go to NFL, go to NFL. Uh, you're gonna get paid. You're, if you're a quarterback, you will make that money. So I always fell on that. But like I said, I have a bit of a flawed <laughs> approach to this, just because I've never been a baseball guy. You know, I'm just being fully transparent. <clears throat> That's very fair, and I respect that. I think it was the most ridiculous take that anyone had. Because I think it's specific to the position you're playing, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you're the number one pick at quarterback. You're a first-round pick at quarterback. You're probably going to play in your first season, mm-hmm. if not start right away. You are the quarterback of an NFL franchise. It's probably the most iconic sport position we have in this country. 
being the star quarterback of a team, like being a franchise quarterback. Right. Even if it's not the Cardinals, just like the quarterback position, everybody knows it's the most generic take. Like, oh, that's the most important guy, you know? Like, I have family that comes from Greece, and I'll be watching football. I'll be like, yeah, he's basically the number 10. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the number yeah. 10. He's the most important guy on the field. It was so ridiculous to me that people would say that he should play baseball because I got some information here, right? 2013 study says it takes an average top 20 pick four years to get to the major leagues, mm-hmm. right? He wouldn't have been in the majors yet. Now there might have been, and there's exceptions to the rules, right? We get it. But exceptions don't also make it a, a true statement, right? Yeah. Most recent study in 2019, because then we had COVID and shit, so it's been a little mm-hmm. weird. It takes them three to four seasons. So on average, four years for you to get to the major leagues. What did you want this dude to do? Go ride a school bus in Iowa, going to play double A baseball at like Boise and shit. I and forgot like, about those small towns. He's gonna go to Staten Island. <laughs> bro, you ever watch the Last Dance documentary and, and they have MJ is playing for like the bisons, I think. And oh, yeah. like there was like hundred and fifty people who go to the games only because it was MJ and it's like, yeah, he's riding a school bus and shit. It's like this is what you wanted Kyle Murray to do when Right away, year one, he came in, and he's in the spotlight. They're on Thursday Night Football, prime time. And like you said, all you have to do is be serviceable. You're mm-hmm. going to get the back. Yeah. And it's the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, the quarterback can't even get touched. Mm-hmm. You can't hit him. Right. So it's probably the safest the position's ever been. Do they get hurt? Yeah. Does Kyler Murray get hurt? Yeah. It's his style. Mm-hmm. It's his awareness. It's the way he plays, very aggressive, and he likes to take chances. So to me, it was wild. He makes <laughs> more money now annually than the entire A's payroll. It was just crazy to me that now if he played any other position, mm-hmm. I would be like, yo, t- play baseball, dude. Mm-hmm. Remember Jeff Samarja? Yeah. Jeff Samarja was the number two wide receiver coming out of college. He played at Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah. Big receiver. Two-time All-American. Mm-hmm. Would make mad plays. I think Brady Quinn was his quarterback. Right. That draft class had Megatron go one. There was a real debate. It was like 1A, 1B. Oh, well, Megatron was the seventh overall pick. He wasn't the number one pick. No, no, no. But there were the two. Re- he was the number one receiver. Oh, yeah. That's line. okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the, them two were one and two in yeah. the, you know, Mel Kuyper list and right, shit. Right, right. Jeff Samarja, only behind Megatron as far as, like, oh, shit, this guy is going to be such a hell of a player. Mm-hmm. Yo, he made over $100 million guaranteed in baseball. Man. And he, wasn't he, like, a reliever? Or was he a starter? Was, he was a starter, then he oh, went to was reliever. Starter. Yeah, he I remember him as a reliever. But he yeah. got the bag with, like, the Giants. Mm-hmm. He wasn't Garrett Cole or Max Scherzer. Like, he was a, a number three, four guy. And, again, okay. I'm not the biggest baseball guy yeah. either, but I remember seeing that, like, holy shit, Jeff Samarja just got a $100 million contract. Mm-hmm. We don't know how his career turns out if he plays wide receiver. They're getting hit. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, you have the concussions. He blows out a knee and shit. Like, he's playing a position that's more susceptible to injuries. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, with quarterback – I'm playing quarterback, bro. I'm not going to play baseball. Like, even if you're the number one overall pick, you're still going to go to the minor leagues. Mm -hmm. So it was just the most ridiculous thing I would always hear. And I think this argument puts a nail in the coffin. Yeah. I think with, I don't know, just that value. This was in 2018, correct? With Kyler or 2019? It was 2019. Kyler was 2019. Yeah, yeah. 2018 was Lamar Josh and Josh Rosen. <laughs> oh, man. I saw a thing on Twitter. Josh Rosen, it was like his Twitter said, Atlanta Falcons quarterback with a Miami Dolphins background. And I think his profile picture was him on, like, the Cardinals. And now he's on the Browns. Amazing solution. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still holding on stock. No, I'm not. Oh, not a little bit. But <clears throat> my bad if, if 
if I uh, was attacking you there with my rant on. Well, no, I think the baseball people might be upset, but it is what it is. If we, he played, we'll if he played running back, if he played DB, if he played wide well, receiver, if he played running back, oh, if he played any other position, I'm pro him playing baseball. Yeah. But the fact that he's a quarterback, it's ridiculous. Playing quarterback was the move. It was the right move, and I'm glad that he got 160 million dollars guaranteed. And guess what, bro? He's 24 years old. Yeah, he's a free agent at 20 in 2028. Do up again. He's probably gonna make another. 150 million plus who knows what the contracts mm-hmm. are going to be like who knows if he wins the mvp if he he's also st- uh, stability to the organization yeah. too like he's gonna make his money so to yeah. me he's playing has also allowed him to do like ad deals he's a part of phase clan the video game community oh, wow. like okay. that team like this dude he, he streams on twitch like he makes his money too mm-hmm. where he wouldn't get that exposure and on a school bus in in the midwest yeah like i don't know how many baseball players have really transcended into like superstar status like your Aaron Judges and Mike Trout who else is out there at this point dude I cover sports for like a living now if Mike Trout was to walk down the street I wouldn't know what he looks like and the only reason why I would know that what Judge looks like I live in New York Uh he's also 6'8 you know so like he stands out you'd be like oh shit that's Aaron Judge but besides that like there's not Otani, I wouldn't know what Otani, Otani looks yeah. like. Too. Acuna is pretty big, but then again, that's my Atlanta connection. But, right. Uh, besides that, like I don't know how many baseball players have really transcended into like the like mainstream, national, yeah, mainstream, big like, name. Yeah. yeah. Like there's like at least what six to eight quarterbacks you can consider mainstream. Like people know Pat Mahomes, obviously Aaron Rodgers, Lamar, Kyle's are up there. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You actually got like two more on the way that are like this, and they're like slots and shit like that. It's pretty dope. Vegas featured or just like? Uh, yeah, Vegas featured. Mm. I'm pretty sure like their base of like where they make stuff is out in Vegas. So. It was funny the other day I hit you up and I was like, yo, uh, I sent you a screenshot of the Wind Studio, and uh, I was like, yo, I'm gonna get you to do a pod with me there. And you're like, bro, I can't yeah, even do can't a pod with you in the story. In the story. Yeah, you want me to go all the way out there? <laughs> And then you wear the Vegas shirt. That's yeah. why I just started laughing. Again. Yeah, like, it's wow. crazy. I've never been to Vegas. I turned 21 and then got a job mm-hmm. to, for like the union, and then COVID hit. Yeah, couldn't do anything. Word, yo, word. You're like the like, youngest friend we have too. Yeah, for real. Definitely the coolest. Though. Yeah, easily putting you over. <laughs> I feel like a lot of my audience might know you just because I post mad clips. Like shouts, so. shouts to my guy Tyler. He was showing love. Uh, that one time I was out at a party with him. He's like, yo, is that Finney? He thought Ferg was you. Yeah. He's like, yo, is that Finney? I was like, nah, that's not him. He's like, yo, that boy can run some routes. That's like uh, when I went to, uh, on 4th of July, I went on like a block in the story for like fireworks. I was there with like Guzzy, like Spam and all them. And Gaetano was like, are you Biffany? And I was like laughing and stuff. And he was like, yo, I only know because Nick Day has posted you 10 times a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had Matt Pavich on too. We were yeah, talking yeah. some stuff and, and uh, he's part of that crew also. Yeah, another. But, uh, yeah, man, I got you on because I got some fun ideas here. I've never had you on the pod before, but I'm excited to chop it up. And also, like, in a weird way, I get to know more about my friends doing this shit, too. Because, like, certain conversations come up. Yeah, like, how you view things and see yeah. if you agree and disagree yeah, yeah. and stuff. You ever done a pod before? <laughs> no. Let's go, baby. First pod. Mark, I'm your knock first it off, pod. Knock it off the checklist. There we go. All right. So, this one... Um, 
we're gonna call it cap or no cap, right? Okay. Play into the whole like you know the lingo and the common terms going no, around nowadays. No, no kizzy. No kizzy. No kizzy. Yeah, no Shout kizzy out to cap. Shout out to Ahmed. We were just in Arizona. I feel like we brought the heat back because I'm already sweating. Yeah. I need to put an air conditioner in here, yeah, bro. Yeah, it's, it's the it's lights. Wild. Yeah. When the lights come on, hundred percent. It's uh, it gets rough. So cap or no cap. The concept of this episode is, I'm gonna read off a phrase or uh, maybe a quote or something a person might say, mm-hmm. and we're gonna say if it's cap or no cap. And there's a bunch of different ones. There's some fun ones. There's some that I know you're gonna get riled up for just because I know how you are <laughs> in conversations we've had. But uh, I want to start. James Harden says he wants to take less money to win a championship. Is that cap or no cap? I'm going to call no cap on that because I feel like regardless of whatever he takes, like limit-wise, he's still going to make anywhere near a max. So it's like at that point, what he would want now is to – he needs a ring to be in that conversation of one of the best shooting guards of all time. But the thing with him is I feel like if he gets a ring, then he doesn't look like he was the issue in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Because if he goes to the Sixers and goes and gets a ring, because right now when you see James Harden, you look at him as the issue. He was in Houston, couldn't do it by himself. Got Chris Paul in Houston. Everyone could play with Chris Paul. Had an issue with Chris Paul. Chris Paul leaves, goes to the Suns, brings the Suns to, you know, they were had a great playoff run the year before in the bubble, and now even this year, him and Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like now if James Harden goes to the Sixers, you see everything that's going on with the Nets, they're just, you know, crumbling. If he goes and gets a ring somewhere else, they look at him as like, all right, maybe, maybe it's KD and it's Kyrie. It's not Harden, you know what I mean? But the, the whole money thing, I feel like at this point he's made his money and he has sneaker endorsements and he has like a lifetime contract or whatever it is with Adidas. So he's going to keep – even when he retires, he's still going to yeah. have his signature shoe every year. Um, but I think now it's just what he's chasing as a ring. And I don't think he wants to do it with the super team. I don't think – I think he wants to do it on his own. He went to Brooklyn and he went back to like, you know, his guys, KD and Kyrie, and I don't think he fit in there. And I think now it's just like he he, he needs that ring. That's mm. That's what he needs – because there was talks for like a while that, you know, Harden, when you think of Harden, you think of Harden as like the best scorer, one of the best scorers. You don't think really of Harden as like a two-way player, as like a great passer. You know, he can, but I mean, I'm interested to see what he does with the Sixers, with him and Embiid. They could definitely go somewhere with that, but I do feel like they're missing one piece in order to get that ring. I feel like they don't even need a superstar. I just think they need more role players-wise. Like they got rid of Seth and they got rid of Drummond to go to the Nets, so those are big losses. So I feel like now it's just like a proving thing. He's got, he's trying to prove himself that he's already proved that he could score and do all these kind of things. But I think now it's just proved that he's not like the toxicity on a team. Yo, you, you brought up some good ass points. Uh, I, you're talking to someone who like when he first got to Houston, bro, I was driving the bandwagon. Yeah, 100%. Like I was all in on him. I've lost, I've talked about this many times. Like no one's lost more money on Harden and the Rockets <laughs> yeah. than me. Like, I felt like they were the only team that could compete with the Warriors, the only team that could beat those Warriors teams. Like, even when KD got there, too, and then you get Chris Paul. But then I kind of did, like, a wrestling heel turn on him mm-hmm. where at what point is it, is it you, bro? Like, I've used this analogy so many times. If you got a friend and he's gotten married and divorced four times. Yeah. It's a common point, denominator. At what point? It's not the girl, bro. It's mm-hmm. you. Yeah, exactly. Right? So at what point was it James Harden? And then... 
They brought in Dwight. That didn't work. How many yeah. coaches did he go through? Chris, yeah, Paul. Chris Paul. He goes to Brooklyn. And Brooklyn, I'm going to give him a little pass because the more I was thinking about it, bro, he came in to be like the third guy in a way. Yeah. But it's then tough. those guys got hurt too. Yeah. So the start of the year, it's like, all right, Kyrie's doing this shit with the COVID stuff and he's not getting vaccinated. So he ain't around. And the rank goes down yeah, after he hurt. comes out the gates like the first 15, 20 games. He mm-hmm. was an MVP candidate. Then he goes down now. Now it's like, oh, shit, I'm back on Houston again. Yeah. So... To answer this question, I'm saying cap, though, man. Yeah. I feel like the player always goes after the money. Yeah. And I don't fault them for that. 100%. Like, why wouldn't you? Because, yeah, you're going to be making your money you got, with the endorsements you and shit. But you're also not going to be making $47 million. Yeah, you, you want the max. Yeah. And Especially when you're a max caliber player. Right, right. Now, he opted out of, like, $47.9 million. Mm-hmm. So he still probably could get, like, $39 million? $8 million less. But with these new TV deals and shit, it might... Yeah. It might spike up. But I don't know, man. He strikes me as someone that wants... Like, if he signs another Supermax, I think he's made the most money from NBA contracts. So that's something you can hang your hat on, like, moving forward. Like, Eli Manning's made the most money in the NFL. Right. But you would never think of Eli Manning as, like, a Supermax. 100%. And the way you say that, too, a couple of years ago, Mike Conley had one of the biggest contracts in, like, NBA history. He had Bro, a Mike, like, max contract. In, like, 2016, yeah. you would look at who's and, the highest paid player. Like, yeah. how the fuck is it Mike Conley? And Mike Conley's dope, but, like... Max caliber. I feel like it's more you got to be more performance based than just oh yeah he's a max caliber player he's good you got to perform to earn that max and I'm not saying that Harden hasn't but he's I feel like he's digressed over the years but then I mean he didn't have an awful run in in uh, Philly when he left there mm. from but it's tough to just go mid season from he literally went from the Rockets to where he was like not even playing because he didn't want to be there everyone was saying he was overweight then he went to Brooklyn like you said he was going to be like the third option there then two guys go down he's got to be the main option it's like he's surrounded by no one again then he gets in his so I mean he might be a, a locker room issue but I mean it's got to be frustrating when you have a guy like Kyrie that's like not playing because of like personal issues which is you know everyone has their stuff but it's just tough when, like, you go there to play with people. And I guess injuries come with a game, but, like, when someone's, like, capable of playing and, like, they're just choosing not to. But, I mean, you stand for what you stand for, so, I mean, I can't go against that. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like he takes he takes the cut to – because it's not like the cut's going to be 100 mil. It's yeah. going to be, like, a cut that he'll make back with endorsements. Like, remember I think. when Melo re-upped with the Knicks and it was like he took a pay cut to stay? Mm-hmm. It was like a – Eight million dollar. Exactly. That's why it depends on what, yeah. how big of a cut you. Because I think Chicago was in the running to get him, and then he's like, oh, "I'm gonna stay in New York." And everyone was like, "Oh, he took a pay cut." It's like, yeah, like it's like two million dollars a year. Yeah. 100%. Which for someone like Melo at the time is like, what? What really is that, bro? That's yeah. like a dent. Exactly. Not even. He's, he's got the Jordan deal. He had the the Jordan gym in the city. He had all this stuff that was just making like income for everything. But the next one I got. Because uh, you're into the UFC, too. We always talk about UFC. You come out to watch the fights with us. Uh, I saw a video go viral. Someone threw a hat at Connor to, like, sign it. I think he's in Ibiza or some and shit. he, like, freaks out and, like, steps on it and stuff yeah, right Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Which also, like, don't just throw shit at yeah, him like, like that, you know? That's like the story you say where someone tried to take a picture with, with, Nick, with uh, Nick Diaz and he's, like, goes yeah, in his yeah, face. Yeah. It's like, yo... You can't do stuff like that. Yeah, you're going to get slapped. Exactly. <laughs> some, and that, that's some what people happens. like the Diaz exactly. will slap you. It's not very smart. So... I saw some of the comments, and the comments were like, ah, Connor's played out. Connor, no one cares about Connor. Uh, no one's going to watch when he comes back. So I ask you, you hear someone say Connor McGregor's fighting in November. 
and they say, nah, man, I'm not going to watch that shit. It's cap. Super Def- cap. Definitely cap. That's the cap of caps. It's cap. He's going to sell out every arena he fights in forever. People are going to watch. People are going to watch just for his press conferences, like, like the who the fuck is this guy? Like, yeah. that is, like, stuff. He, he has stuff like that every time he fights. And, like, he's just, like, a performance fighter that, like, you want to watch him. Like, he has, like, such, like, a charisma. Shout out to charisma. Shout out to charisma. He has such a charisma, like, on him that it's just, like, yo, like, how can you not watch him? And it just sucks that would happen. Like, he broke his leg. But, like, think about it. Like, someone threw a hat at McGregor and he stomped it out and it's been blowing up everywhere. If someone throws, like, a hat at, like, I don't know, some UFC fighter that's not that dope, they're not even going to throw the hat at him. It's just like, oh, it's McGregor. Like, everything he does, like, like blows up. Like, he gets into a fight in, like, an Irish pub. Like, it's top of the news, like, everywhere. Like, that's all they talk about. And it's just, it's definitely Cap. He's one of, I feel like he's one of the biggest, like, athletes, like, out that, like, people are going to watch. Yeah, I've talked about how he's outgrown the UFC and, like, MMA. 100%. He's way bigger than that. 100%. He's he's, he's on the, it's a short list of people that when I think of their, when I think of a sport that they play, or the sport that they play, they're bigger than the sport. And he's one of them. Yeah. So the thing with McGregor that, like, I'll always refer to is, like, you're a bigger UFC fan than I am. Like, I recently just got into it when I started hanging out with you guys. But... I remember we were watching UFC when McGregor came back at Josh's house when he mm-hmm. got knocked out by Poirier. But, like, even through that whole hiatus, when he came back, he came back different. He was more respectful and stuff like that because he was out after, out the game after, like, fighting Khabib and everything. But, like, we said, we were like, yo, the UFC is just better with McGregor. Like, when he comes out, like, his entrance and, like, he comes out mm-hmm. and, like, you just get goosebumps when you, like, watch it. And, like, it's wild that he lost. But, like, even, like, while you're watching him fight, you're just on your toes the whole time because you never know what's going to happen. And I just think... I mean, he arguably has one of the best UFC fights like to watch. That second fight with, with yeah. Nate was awesome, and it went to a decision. Now, yo, you bring up a good point, because I've talked about how like basketball is better when the Knicks are good. 100%. Like, baseball is more popular, gets more attention when the Yankees are good. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I mean, I can't comment on hockey that much, but I feel like if a Canadian team is making a run, because, yeah. you know, it's Canada I mean, like, sport. even, like, this year for us, like, New Yorkers, like, the Rangers making a run. I don't even watch hockey, and we were out, like, Sunday nights watching right, hockey right. going crazy, like, doing stuff. Like, right. Like, there, there's certain teams that when when the, they're playing well, the sport flourishes. 100%. Like, in soccer, I feel like Real Madrid is that team. Like, mm-hmm. that team is just, and they went all the way to the final and shit, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing in basketball. Like, if LeBron's, like, having a good season, like, a title run, like, I feel like it's it's more interesting. Well, yeah, bro, that's a good ass point because they talk about like the ratings. People are people love ratings and like yeah. lists and shit, yeah. and they always talk about like the highest rated NBA finals since this or that. And and you look at the numbers, and they always dip when LeBron isn't there because whether 100%. you hate him or you love him, you're gonna tune in because you have he's such a polarizing player. 100%. Where. You got like the LeBron stands that want him to win. I was and gonna say, and it's you. You also, it's not even the people that just like LeBron that are watching. You're, you're, you got the LeBron haters that are watching and watch him mess up so they could like have something yeah. to like. Oh, to, like, he's three and seven yeah, in finals yeah, and like, shit like that. Whatever his record is, so yeah. yeah, he's it's it's definitely a polarizing one. Uh, end zone celebrations are played out. Mm, that's a tough one. Coming from someone like like us, like me playing football, I like to celebrate like after I score and stuff like that. And like I'm I'm a dancer. Like Especially I, if I someone's do, yapping. Exactly. Yeah, I do yeah. I do stupid stuff like that. I don't think I've ever scored and like not freaked out. Like every time I score in football, me and Josh, the between the like Selly or Millie Rockin or something like that. So I'm gonna say 
I'm gonna say both here because it's a little played out that people are do they people do the same stuff, but when like people bust out new stuff, like when the gritty came out, like all people do is gritty now. But when like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase were like first like bringing that out, like that that was cool. That added like extra sauce to that. It's but, like with Victor Cruz with the salsa. Exactly. Like, yeah, it is. It's it's people thing. people have their own thing, and I feel like there should be an aspect to like who can do what. Because, like, I feel like Justin Jefferson and, like, Jamar... Well, Justin Jefferson did it before Jamar Chase, but Jamar Chase brought, like, They were different. teammates, too, Exactly. Yeah. They were both on LSU. LSU was dope. LSU was crazy, so dope. bro. <clears throat> you have both of them. No wonder yeah, why Burrow real. is That's what I'm saying. Bro. He's the man. Like, <laughs> but I feel like those two... Because Justin Jefferson did it where he was just going straight with it. And then you got... Jamar Chase, who added like a little, like he's going side to side, throwing up different stuff. So like, I feel like it, it should come to a point where like only certain people should do certain stuff, like like Victor Cruz doing the salsa, like uh, Tyreek Hill doing like the peace sign when he's scoring, like all that stuff is cool. But I feel like like how Jamar Chase took it, ran with it, and added something different to it. I feel like that should be something that like is more focused on on like not just doing the same stuff, but like like Odell when he hit the. When he hit like the the kicking net and it hit him, and then after he scores and comes back and proposes to yeah, it, like yeah, stuff yeah. like that is creative. Like it depends on the creativity. Like if if you're not creative with it, if you're just doing it, but like a lot of the times, like a lot of times people are just doing it. Like a lot of times people just want to score and that's it. But a lot of times people want to just score and just talk. Like they want to get in your face. Like yo, like like the too small celebration. Like that's that's been something new. So like it just I I think it's to the point where it's like. They're not too corny, but, like, I feel like it has to keep, like, progressing. Because there was, like, for a while where people were just doing the same stuff. And then stuff got, like, you were getting flagged for it. So I'm happy that, that well, people... Well, the, the, the thing that you brought it up now with the flags, <clears throat> like, I feel like the the cap is with the flags, bro. Yeah. Like, that is just crazy. Because, like, corny? yo, you get a dude that gets an interception and the yeah. entire defense Run. runs over to the yeah. camera and there's yeah. no flag on that. Exactly. But then you gritty when you score a touchdown, that's a flag yeah. on you. Yeah, it's like... I also, get... if, you're, if you're a top-tier wide receiver, and you gritty i give you a pass but if you're like a jobber for stringer that's what i'm saying it has to be certain people that can yeah do it. Like, yeah you can't just be a like a nobody like exactly you gotta have some like, juice bro depends too because what's your favorite celebration uh you go back in time too if you want i don't know i liked i liked when odell was just doing mad different dance moves he was doing like the michael jackson and he was like hitting like every like dance move that was like like in then but the gritty is dope too like I, I like I like when they do that, but even uh, who was it? I think it was T.O. when he was scoring, he would run right to the middle of the field and he would slam the ball on the floor. That that was ill to me. He did the yeah. He, he would just go there in the middle he, of the yeah. Dallas Star. Chad Johnson had some good ones too, where he would like take a marker out and like sign a jersey or sign a ball or. The best one of his, I feel like, was when he brought out the Hall of Fame jacket. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that yeah, was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Chad Johnson, I want to say, is like the originator of like all that, like the sellies, and because he was doing it while getting flagged. And yeah, he didn't care. yeah, and he was getting crazy fines, ridiculous too. fines for like and stuff that like. So I feel like he, in a sense, like kind of is like the godfather of the celebration. Has to be. Yeah, I would, now that you say it, bro, for sure. Because it, it used to be must see TV. Like, there used to be a segment on ESPN 100%. just for. I watch the segments on YouTube all the time of him just mic'd up. And there's like where they're throwing around the Pro Bowl, and he's like wide open, and he's talking to Brent, Ben Roethlisberger, and he's like, "How does this feel? Like this being this open?" He's like, "Cause this out isn't a game too." Like his trash talk was just like different. Like he used to just like. You remember his hit list? Oh yeah. He had every DB that he went up against. Hundred percent. D'Angelo Fall. Uh huh. He put like hundred fifty yards on. Yo, 
he was legit, bro. He was he was I, I loved watching him play. And then he changed his name from Chad Johnson to Chad Ochocinco. Like that was crazy. That's when it started to get a little wacky. Yeah, yeah. that's when like he became. That's, that's when he started like falling out. Like yeah. he had to do that, like to keep his name like relevant in a sense. He kind of he kind of did like the whole. They say they say like a lot of wrestlers eventually like, if if uh, if your wrestling name was like I don't know, the Gladiator or some shit, right? Like right. eventually like Finney is no longer Finney. He be like Ric Flair, right? Like yeah. Ric Flair is the Ric Flair character no matter where he goes. Right, right. So like he can there's no on and off. Mm-hmm. Like there's some wrestlers that they play they portray a character mm-hmm. and then off it they're, you know, the regular ass Joes. 100%. And it's like with him when he started doing the Ocho the Ocho Cinco stuff, he was no longer Chad Johnson. Yeah. That shit just took a Yeah, 100%. Of his own. The last one that I want to say, a personal favorite of mine was the Victor Cruz salsa. Yeah. That was just... Bro, that Victor Cruz run, son, those 30 games he played, bro. Oh, took the, I mean, he was the catalyst for them winning the Super Bowl in 2011. I had Will on the show when I was out in Vegas. And uh, shout out to Will Blackman. Did yeah, he yeah, Cruz? he was on the Giants that year. And he was saying, he was like, yo, bro, it was just like, even on the road, anytime Cruz would make a play, like mm-hmm. you heard all the Giants fans, like even when there weren't Giants fans, there was like something about him, like his aura. Yeah. And like, bro, he's... I would say I feel like Victor Cruz has made more money off the field than he did on. Probably. He's done like he's done off white collabs. He's yeah. launched his own merch. Does talk shows. He like did, he does he's a, hosted like M T V shows like yeah, the Challenge. Yeah, he's like hosted that. big he's, podcasts for uninterrupted. Like that for sure. He has his I'm pretty sure he has on a signature shoe too. Yeah, that's he has, right. He has a shoe with Nike. Yeah. Um you're the one that brought this to my attention. I didn't really know much about this, but you told me like there's a whole like demographic and niche of uh, people that are into like these like social media basketball runs. Yeah, like Ball is Life and what is that exactly? Tell tell the people that are listening. So the first person I've ever seen do it was the kid Devonte Friga, and he was just like a D three hooper, but he was good. Like he's really good, and he would just mic himself up and he would just go to parks and play by himself and play uh against like random people he would go anywhere that people would tell him to go he would play and you know he would make like like good content and for him it turned into a job like i think at first it was just something he was having fun with and it turned into a job for him like now that's what he does he he made he's got subscribers on youtube from it and it's interesting so off that he started playing with like you know a few other people that like he would meet like along the road and that's when Ball is Life kind of took it and ran with it. Down now they have like a they had like an East team and a West team and they have like a mid mid South like team like stuff like that, um, where you know they just have like five or six guys that maybe they're not all mic'd up, but they you know they they the Ball is Life people will go there with plenty of like equipment and they're just recording them from different angles and stuff like that. And you know they they pack these parks out like sometimes it'll get shut down, cops will come and shut it down and. It's just more so of like people like recognizing good talent that you know isn't just isn't out there because some some of the best people out there are people that you know are are very slept on like the underrated people that could really hoop they just don't have the spotlight to hoop and that goes back to like Devonte Friga like he's awesome and he was just a D three hooper he just didn't I guess didn't have the exposure he probably could have played like on a high D two level maybe like a low D one level he didn't have the height but now he. Now he's getting paid to do what he loves. He's traveling. He's got his own squad. Like he has, like I want to say, like eight to like ten people on his squad that they travel and they play against each other and they go everywhere. He has like a tour bus and 
And I think that's dope about him. He's all about like, you know, mental health and like stuff like that. Like he really focuses on like, he'll always give like people like, you know, a good little speech at the end. Like he gives out free merch. Like he takes care of people. Um, but yeah, that a ball is life was always known as like back in the day, like the mixtapes, like high school mixtapes and stuff like that. And towards like, as it like progressed from like the people who were like making mixtapes, not many people were like into it anymore. Cause just everyone was getting a mixtape back in the day. If you had like a high school mixtape, you were like legit. Like now anyone could just go on their phone and make a mixtape for himself and post it on YouTube. But back in the day, like John Wall's like high school mixtape and like, like yo, Agil yeah. Carr was five, six Duncan. Like just, they called him the crime stopper. Cause he was from, I want to say Baltimore. I believe he was from, um, they called him the crime stopper. Cause the, the crime like rate went down when he was playing. Like his, the no people, yeah, his nickname What's was the, his name? uh, Akil Carr. Damn. His nickname was the Crime Stopper because his like the so he was like a hood legend. Yo, like a legend, and he went. I think he went to Seton Hall. I forget where he went to college, but yo, he was five six and would was just like fast and would hang in the air for like ten seconds when he was shooting. And like his nickname was the Crime Stopper because the crime would go down when he was playing because the gyms would just be packed out. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he was from Baltimore. He was from Baltimore, played yeah. at Patterson, yeah. undrafted, mm -hmm. was on the Delaware 87 years. Because mm -hmm. now, made it, then Baltimore Hawks. But, yeah. The reason I was going to bring him up is because even now he went from that to now he's playing with, you know, he plays with some of these teams like now. Like he's not on the team, but he'll come for appearances and play with like the Ball is Life guys. And like the, now that's his thing. AKA so, the crime stopper. The crime stopper, stopper bro. <laughs> Yo, it's the dopest, dope. the dopest nickname ever. Yeah. The crime rate would go down when he was playing because everyone would be in the gyms. Wow. Yo, his if you've never watched his high school mixtape, you def there's plenty of them. Yo, he was just he was different. Like to be five six and do the stuff that he was doing was crazy. I'm looking at this guy offered to play professional basketball in Italy for yeah, yo, 750000 yeah. as a high school sophomore at yeah, the time. Yeah, he had plenty of, like, he played overseas. Yeah, he, he did he play overseas. He played professionally. But it's just, I mean, at 5'6", it's hard to get to that NBA yeah. level. I mean, he played the college level and then went to. But, yeah, he'll, yeah. he'll be known forever as just, like, a mixtape legend. Like, so, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it went from that to, like, now the cool thing is, like, these teams playing together and stuff like that. Like, these kids, like, that no one knows about. That are just and now that that's gone into like other people like making their own squads. Like there was a kid who played on the Bulls life team, who was just like ridiculously athletic. Overtime does that. Overtime, I had I had overtime, uh, overtime, overtime Mikey does, on here. Over, and he yeah, was, he was well. He told me that like off air, like because he's told me about like go, going to play basketball over there and shit. And I was like, look, bro, for someone that plays basketball once every six months, I'm not bad. But if you guys start going hard, yeah. I won't be a liability. Yeah. It's, just, it's the yeah. same shit I told you guys. Because I know how hard you guys go Unless the All-Star LeBron jersey If I get the All-Star LeBron, bro, uh, that yeah. was an era. That, that was an era. era. But uh, the thing I want to ask you about this, man, because I've seen them pop up too. And now I've seen it more with like the seven-on-seven seven with the football. Right, right, right. Which... It's it's sort of transitioning into like high school sports and and I get it because it's a lot safer. Like me, like I played I didn't play football till I was a junior in high school. That was the first time I put pads on. Uh, yeah, I didn't play. I never played pads in my life. I played first time I played was in the casino league when I was like seventeen, eighteen. I played with like my brother and like Ferg and like my cousins and stuff like that. That was the first time I ever played. I used to just go and watch when I was younger, but I never thought I'd be playing. 
I love football. It's it's given me everything that I have now going on. Like my love for football has blossomed into this like whole business that I'm 100%. doing. You know, because like at its core, that's what like the VM stuff. Like we get the most traction during football season. But the reason why I bring that up is like I don't know if I would want my kid playing football, especially at a young age. Like I think that's wild to yeah. me. So I do feel like the evolution of it could be this flag football shit because it's there's no contact you're working on your hands and your route running and all that shit right, and you right. still need to you can't just sit there for nine mississippi you right. know what i mean like you got to get rid of the ball but i know we kind of got a little sidetracked with the cap or no cap but my my question to you is if someone says that these social media runs are they legit what would you say to that i think they are because a lot of times you'll see i mean a lot of times it's clickbait for like what they say like they'll be like oh uh professional hooper like stuff like that like it won't be the best professional hoop, but they play real talent. Like they'll go to any park and they play against real hoopers that like when they uh when they like when they post these runs, they post them like weeks in like weeks or days in advance. So you gotta remember like people from like these neighborhoods are putting their best fives together, like that they know and like they're going to really play them because they lose these balls life seems lose. Like, yeah, I would assume they Yeah. But they get I won't say runs. I mean there's a lot of times where they'll go to certain runs where it's like but a lot of times like they don't really lie about stuff. When they know the run isn't the best, they'll post about it. They'll say like, you know, you know, this is content from whatever it wasn't the best runs, but but a lot of time they do play really good like people and they'll play pros and stuff like that. And pros will play with them. But I mean some of the people that they've they've played against are very good. Like, they've played against a Gilcar. Like, a Gilcar's played with them, played against them. There's one dude who, from the Bulls Life West team, this dude, his, uh, they call him Hezzy God. He's like, he's he's really good. He does a lot, but he's really good. But he always plays against them. So, like, they not only have people that are traveling to play with them, they have people that travel with the group to play against them. So, I would say the runs are legit. Not every run is the greatest run, but that's life. A lot of times you'll go to the park, like we'll go to the park and it won't be like a good day of runs. There'll be no one there. It's just, it's hit or miss. But like lately, like a lot of these people come with like that animosity, just like they want to beat them. They want to be posted on YouTube, having highlights. They, they want to talk shit, like all that kind of stuff. And like that, that's what they're aiming for. So these runs definitely are good runs and a lot of the times with these stuff you'll meet some of the best hoopers that you don't really know like i said before with like that kid Devonte friga a lot of the stuff is exposure and a lot of people's a lot of these people have d1 talent but didn't have the height for it or didn't have the exposure or didn't have the grades for it and stuff like that um yo when i went to school in buffalo mm -hmm. went to buff state they're a d3 there were kids on my team <clears throat> when i was playing that they had d1 offers everywhere i'm talking about like Michigan, right, Ohio State, Arkansas, and getting to know them, you'd be like, yo, why didn't you take that? Mm -hmm. But like this one kid, he was a cornerback. He was a starting cornerback. He was like, yo, my grandma's sick. I take care of her. Right. He got a full ride to Arkansas, SEC, right. you know? And he's like, yo, it's good and all, but like, I'm all she got. So then you realize that a lot of these dudes, like, they don't go to that next level, sometimes by choice. Yeah, they have other responsibilities outside of sports. The other kid had a kid. Yeah, when he was like, "Yo, I can't like." And shout out to I them can't. that they, yeah, they know, chose they their family yeah, exactly. over like a career. Exactly. So it's always like that. That was very eye opening to me because I'd be like, "Oh man, you play D three? Like, nah, yeah. bro. It's a it's a different. Yeah, like, hell yeah. People can hundred percent for sure. There's some there's some real good talent. Um, 
Uh, there's good talent at every level. So like to Yo, just didn't you get a cosign? I saw you post some shit from uh, one of your boys yeah, plays in the league or yeah, something. Yeah, my, yeah look my, at him smiling. Yeah, you love yeah, it yeah, now. yeah. Shout out to Taj Mahal. Uh, my boy Taj, he plays overseas. He, uh, me and my boy Leo, every time we play, like we would, there was like a span where we post up. We were like, it's just a Taj world. Like we're living in Taj's world. Like we're just the co-stars. So he gave me the cosign of the uh, of one of the best in Queens to never chase the A to just be like a regular hooper that never really took it seriously. So that that was a good cosign. But yeah, he's legit. He plays overseas. I believe he was just playing in Greece. I was just on the, we were we were on the phone with him the other day. Um, I'm trying to get some runs in with him. He has like these runs back at uh, he has like Keystone High School that like we he plays in. So trying to get some runs with him. But yeah, he's dope. He uh, but yeah, him and two two other kids that I played against are actually in the summer league right now. Uh, one of them is doing really good. He played for the Heat. He was he put up like 26 points the other day. My boy Kyle, he uh, I played against him like growing up. He played at St. John's Prep, which was like like McClancy's right rival, and he was like super short. Yeah, and story. Grew to like six 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 seven with and played the same way with like a handle could shoot and then he just moved up to the next level he got like a full ride to like cal state and uh after cal state he went to like the summer league but he was playing in paris like he won mvp in his first year in paris won a championship like oh and, damn and that that goes back to show that like how high of like the level is like hopefully like you know everything goes good with like with the heat that he's with right now and he gets like a maybe like two-way contract or gets signed but it just goes to show like someone like that like who is like you know fighting for a spot in the nba it just goes to show how good talent is because he's one of the best basketball players like i've i've seen and he's you know he's fighting for a contract in the nba and it, it, it's stuff like that that's like tough that like there's talent everywhere you know what i mean you, you you never know it all comes down to exposure and who plays where and like you said too, it like people have responsibilities and stuff like that. Um, Cause there's height everywhere. People say you can't teach height. Like obviously you can't, but like once it gets to a certain point, like you have to also be skilled. Like you could be a really good shooter, and there's people that are six foot eight that are really good shooters too that are good at what they do. So you have to be really good at what like really good at your craft. But the main thing with like all this talent is like who sees you, yeah. and like that's the thing with. Uh, John Morant, I don't know if I think I was telling you the story that the way he got scouted is he was in like, I believe it was like a college showcase or like an AU tournament or something like because he went to Murray State, mm -hmm. I believe. Was that yeah. He yeah, he was at some showcase where like there's like different like levels in like uh, like how high school has like double A and single A and stuff like that. There's like stuff like that in, in AU as well. So I believe it was an AU tournament or whatever it was. There was a college scout that was there, and he was just going to the cafeteria to go get, like, a drink or a snack or something like that, and he saw John Morant playing, and that's how John Morant got, like, a scholarship to, like, Murray State. So it, it just all depends. It's just the luck of the draw, I guess, like, when it comes down to it. It's, it's fate that, like, if that scout's not there, who knows if John Morant's in the NBA, he might just be another one of these guys that's, like, a hood legend or, like, someone that's just, like, a neighborhood hero that, like, is just really good and just didn't have the right, like, path to get to the NBA. Bro, I always get behind the guy that comes from a small school. 100%. Like, it's one of my biggest rules. 100%. Like, especially when you look at, like, quarterbacks. Like, all the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now, they all didn't play at Alabama. Yeah. They didn't play at Ohio State. NBA-wise, too, look at Damian Lillard. I yeah, he went yeah. to Fresno, Weber. I think. Weber, yeah. Weber State. Yeah. And he... Uh, I think I think Kawhi went to San Diego State. Yep. Paul right? George. At, Paul George went to a very small, like, unknown school. I think he went to Fresno yeah, State. Yeah, he might have been Fresno. Um... 
Ja talking about now, like ja uh, what's his name? CJ McCollum went to Lehigh. You're mm-hmm. like, what the? Where, how did talent go over there? So I always like getting behind that guy because, like, I feel like the knock on on quarterbacks coming out of Alabama is like, yo, how good are you when you got like two? I had Judy Rugs. Uh, who else did he have that came out? Devontae Smith. It's like, mm-hmm. bro, you're throwing a D one yeah. fucking like the greatest receivers of and all that, time. That goes back to show with like. With like LSU when Burrow was throwing to like Jamar Chase, and that's like why there was Severson. a little bit of a knock on yeah, Burrow. People, like, yo, and then he came out. He? he came out and tore his ACL after you know he was balling his first season, but tore his ACL, and then comes back the next year and makes a Super Bowl. And he just has that dog in him. It's it's the same thing. Like he had all those receivers, and then it was dope that him and Chase ended up on the same squad. Yeah, but I mean, he still balled out. Like he was. I forget. I think it was the when they played. Kansas City, he got sacked like a, a record amount of times, and he was just getting up every time, throwing throwing dimes, balling out, like doing his thing. And even in the game against the Rams in the Super Bowl, he like hurt his knee bad and still was out there. Yeah, it came down to the and end, bro. That's that's another crazy thing because I was gonna bring this up when we were talking about you know the whole Chris Paul and like Harden thing when you were talking about like that's the team that could have been beat the Warriors. That that Warriors run was based off of. Um, Chris Paul got hurt. They were up like two games, and Chris Paul Chris Paul hurt his calf, and then Harden comes back to Harden being by himself again, and he, Chris Paul couldn't play. So that that's like a big like what if? Like I don't like basing things like off what ifs. Like if KD had like a smaller shoe size, they the Bucks don't win a NBA Finals. Yeah. Um, if Kyrie and Kevin Love don't get hurt. Le- in uh, LeBron's first year back in Cleveland, they probably might, win the title. They, they probably win the title because nah, LeBron, LeBron still brought that to six games by himself. Yeah, with, with Deladova, we have to get rushed to the ER Egg. for for IV. <laughs> yeah, he's dehydrated. Exactly. That much. Yeah, man. Yo, it's true, dude. I I feel like off the top of your head, right? And I know I'm putting you on the spot now, but I asked this question to Impy a couple weeks ago, and because we were talking about like the woulda, coulda, shit. I'm like you. I don't like saying that because. Yeah. I feel like you could legit point at any team ever and be like, yo, if that doesn't happen yeah. or whatever. I mean, bro, I've seen the Giants win two Super Bowls off like plays that'll yeah. never happen. A helmet again, catch. Right? The helmet catch. And but- then not even the helmet catch, bro. Like a couple plays before that, Eli throws a duck, completely misses like Steve Smith, and Asante Samuel goes to like pick it off and, and it just it. goes right yeah. through his hands. Right, and then like Eli throws the greatest pass I think I've ever seen in person to Manningham mm-hmm. in Indy in the second Super Bowl. I'm like, holy shit, that was like wild, right? So you can point at so many what ifs, but what team would you say is the last team you saw win a title that was like definitive, no questions asked, no injury? It wouldn't have mattered. Um, the one that I gave was the first Durant. I was gonna Warriors, say yeah, the yeah. first Durant Warriors was. That's the first time I seen a team be like minus because they they to just win a title. yeah they just took the Cavs to seven games. They blew the lead. They were up three one yeah. without Durant. Then you sign Kevin Durant and replace all those Harrison Barnes jump shots with KD. Exactly, like, all right, bro. There's nothing that's and like happen. that's a system that like Curry and uh, Curry and Clay Thompson like they're fine with taking least shots like. They they do what they want to win, and that's what it comes down to. And that's so I would say probably that team as well. Um, I was gonna say that Raptors team with Kawhi, but KD got hurt in that series mm. before, so that, like that's a big one. Um, but yeah, I want to say, and maybe even before that, the first year that LeBron won with Wade and Bosch. 
Yeah, but they won in year two. That's what I'm saying. The first year that they did win. The first oh, year, the yeah, first year yeah, that yeah, they, yeah. they played. They I lost think that's the, the best LeBron ever. Yeah, like that 2012 100%. LeBron, I think was just like 100%. a different level. I I think that's the year they won like 20, 22, 25 straight games or some shit. That's when. The, yeah, but the year before that, when the Mavericks won, that has to be one of the, the hardest earned finals like ever. I was like looking at it, they beat like Kobe and like the Showtime Lakers. Mm-hmm. They beat LeBron. They, I'm pretty sure they beat Durant. They beat the, the Durant yeah, they beat and the Durant Thunder. Yeah, yeah. And the Thunder. And there was someone else. Spurs. Was, like, yeah, I the think Spurs. they got through the Spurs. I, I think yeah. They, they might have gotten through the Spurs. So like to go through all that, and then end up where they were. I mean, even like that. For, like, the two, like, like this is when people always say, like, oh, some people's one ring will outweigh someone's two or three rings. And, like, a title like that or even, like, Giannis's ring that he just won, I would say that those outweigh both of Durant's rings. And I might get some hate on that. But, I mean, look who look what Giannis did. And, I mean, look who, look who uh, Dirk was playing against. He was playing against, like, almost the first super team ever made that, like, Pulling it up right now, just yeah. to have it in front of me. I forget. I, I, I want to know exactly who they played. They played the Thunder in the conference finals. They played the Lakers, and that Lakers team was awesome. And then they played Portland. But still, that Portland team still had like I believe Brandon Roy was on the team at that time. That was before he retired. That's probably one of the the greatest player like what if players talking about what ifs if knee inj- if he never was never injured. Brandon, Aldridge was Brandon, on that yeah, team. Aldridge, yeah, Brandon Roy also. Yeah. yeah, Gerald Wallace. I think Greg yeah. Oden was on the team, but I don't think he was really playing. He was another one that was super injured all the time. Yeah, they were a three seed too. Yeah. Nah, man, that's a good one. That's a good one for sure. That's definitely a good one. Uh, you mentioned the Raptors, yo. I got a, I got a good one here because maybe, I mean, this isn't someone else saying it. This is me saying it. Uh, the Toronto Raptors jersey is the best jersey in pro sports. Is that cap or no cap? I'm talking about the like the VC yeah, one with yeah, the yeah with the purple with the raptor. It might be one of the most iconic jerseys. Okay, I would, I would say like because I feel like I don't I don't know. It's tough. There's so many good jerseys out there that like like that black with like the the green and blue like trim Timberwolves jersey that like KD KG used to wear all the time. That jersey, yeah, right? that jersey's yeah. sick. Even like the old school Suns jerseys with like the black with like the purple with the basketball coming across with like Barkley, those ones were sick. There's just so many good jerseys out there. Um, even the Bucks, like the old school Bucks jersey that like they were like green with like the purple buck on it. It was the one where Ray Allen used to wear when he first went there when he came out. And your boy Brandon Jennings. Yeah, that's, that's your favorite baller, right? Yeah, him, him, and Jason Williams. I was gonna bring up Jason Williams with the Kings jerseys because that was gonna be a biased one because I love them. With those two, it's like Jason Williams was like someone that like I. Like tried to like model my game after like the sh- the flashiness and like you know get others involved and like you know, but Brandon Jennings was someone that I just loved because he was an undersized guard that was just like like a freak athlete that like he was doing shit he shouldn't have, wasn't supposed to be doing, and he was like the first one to really go like the pro route before instead of going to college. Word. He went and played overseas and got the Under Armour contract and was making money and did all that instead of going to college. And I, right. that goes back to what you were saying, like, support-wise. Like, your boy who said, like, you know, he had, like, people to take care of. I'm pretty sure that's why Brandon Jennings did that. He made money to support, like, you know, the people he had to take care of instead of going to college and not getting paid. Because then you couldn't, like, now the whole thing where, like, college athletes could get paid, back then you couldn't. Yeah. Like, you couldn't make any money off that. And that goes into another thing with, like, that whole, like, Devontae Friga and all that stuff. Like, him, 
And there's another kid that makes like football content like that. He does like the one-on-ones and like all that stuff. He was like a collegiate, like he was like an awesome kicker. Like he was like a college kicker. Oh, destroying. Yeah, destroying. Yeah, he was yeah. a college kicker and he uh he turned he gave up his scholarship to I remember early, that happened like early VM days. Yeah. He they he gave to, up he gave up his scholarship to pursue the YouTube thing and like now Oh like, bro, best decision he's made. hundred percent. Yeah. That and like now like he might he he's like a trademark for like, you know, people who followed what they were doing and now college athletes are getting paid. So and like now he owns like that like fan controlled sports thing. He owns like one of those teams. I think he like owns like like joint ownership with like Quavo and like the Migos, like even with their team names like the Glacier Boys or whatever. So like he does like all these one on ones. He's like done he's like so much better for himself. Hundred percent. Like yeah. not even close. Like 100%. even like bro, how good of a kicker could you have been? Right. Like I'd be. I don't have it in front of me, and I don't remember. Like I don't think he was like Justin Tucker coming out. Like he was oh, just no. a regular kicker, but yeah. he got he got the spotlight on him. Because he chose, like, the YouTube thing over, 100%. like, playing. And I remember watching his videos, like, early where, like, he was, like, running routes and, like, doing stuff like that. He, he's a pretty good receiver, like, like for, like, someone who has been a kicker their whole life. Like, he's an athlete, like. And he was actually on that I Am Athlete podcast with, like, Brandon Marshall and, like, all those guys. And they were, like, you know, how good of an athlete could you be if you were just, you know, you were just a kicker. And he went into, like, the whole thing on, like, he was, like, you know, longevity. And he was, like, what's going to make me be able to play catch with my kids when I'm older? Like, stuff like that, which is dope. But going into the whole, uh, like, that thing, I'm back to what I was saying. I was watching his content when he was just making, like, videos where he was, like, running one-on-ones with, like, young kids that were just at the field. And, like, they weren't, like, he was getting kicked off the fields that he was, like, not sneaking into. But, like, he was just going onto the field. Now he gets, like, permits for, like, fields. And he's, like, running all these one-on-ones. And, like, what he's doing is dope, too, because, like, some of the new, like, content that he's been making with, like, these ones, there's, like, one kid, I forget his name, he was supposed to be, he was getting recruited D1, and I think he, like, stopped, like, didn't do it, probably, like, some family issue or whatever it was, stopped playing, he started making music and stuff like that, he came back out for these ones, now from these one-on-ones videos, he's getting scouted for, like, D1 to play again, so, like, this isn't even just, like, a YouTube thing anymore, it's, like, he's, like, you know, making people's, like, he's, like, changing people's lives again, like, yeah. this kid was just playing, making music after, like, you know, being an awesome athlete and like he got the exposure to do that again. And now he's, you know, he's getting recruited D1 again, which is like awesome. He might be a pro again. So it like gives people like that, like that exposure again. That's what always comes back down to is exposure. Yo, speaking of all this basketball shit that we've been talking about, you saw LeBron at the Drew League? Yeah. Yo, Cap or no cap? Do you do you care about the Drew League and, and the Rucker Park shit? Like when when like Demar Derozan goes there and he's popping yeah. off to someone or like Durant many years ago dropping. I mean sixty six. That's that's one of like the, I think that's one of like the greatest street ball. Like he came here and just did his thing. Like he played like it was a playoff game, right? Yeah, but like for that to like kind of respect those like kind of leagues and stuff like that, like LeBron playing in the Drew League, like you know they're hating on him because they're like, oh, he's playing against like regular dudes and stuff like that, like. I think it's cool because from an aspect of like someone that like when I play ball, like I like to go out and like do like flashy stuff. And I like, like, I like, like, you know, when you're playing in like a, like a system and you want to be like team oriented, that's cool. And like, I could do stuff like that too. And like, I, I enjoy stuff doing like that. But as like someone that like, you know, we're playing at the park, like, you know, I'm, I'm ISO and like, we're doing stuff like that. You're really playing ball. I feel like you respect stuff like that. Like a lot more like watching LeBron go out there and put up like 43 and like, like the Drew league and you know, like, like, Dykeman Park and, like, Rucker Park are, like, New York staples that, like, you know, some of the – like, like going back to, like, KD played there. He put up 66. Um, 
because you'll see a lot of this goes back to what we were saying before. You'll you'll see a lot more, um, like you see a lot of good talent out there that like won't make the profession. Like the perfect example I could give is there was a kid. I don't know if you ever heard of him, Isaiah Washington. He like started that whole Jelly Fam thing. No. So it's like like a specific layup that like it like changed like basketball because like it it went it's like a whole different aspect of like people doing like crazy layups and like people would have like wide open layups. People weren't even dunking anymore. They were doing like this layup and stuff like that. And, you know, he was awesome. He, he would go to Dykeman and he would, like, just do his thing, like, and, you know, like, park stuff like that. He went to uh, St. Raymond's, the high school, and he did his thing there. Then he got recruited. I think he went to Minnesota. Yo, you love this recruiting shit, right? Yeah. It's cool. So he... Uh, well, he, what is it about it that you like it so yeah, much? Yeah, I don't know. I just like how people get the opportunity to just go do their thing. Like, they go to where they want to go and they want to ball out. But I feel like you follow the high school circuit a lot. You know what it is? Uh, I used to follow it, like, a lot more, like, the high school circuit. Because that's when I, like, played, like, AU basketball and stuff like that. Like, you know, you're, you're really into it then because, like, all these kids are around your age and they're playing at, like, higher levels that it's, like, you know, you're all doing the same thing. It's just, like, different levels of it. But the whole recruitment thing is, like, cool because, like, it's people just getting the opportunity like they deserve, like going to put other schools on the map. Um, so like Isaiah Washington went to Minnesota and he didn't, he didn't really play the best there, but then he transferred to, he actually transferred to Iona and then did decent at Iona and then went to Long Beach. I think it's in Cali or something like that. But he, uh, the reason I bring him up is like the whole Dykeman scene is like, you see so many people that, are so good that just don't like they don't get the chance to show like how good they are or they just can't like make it to like that level of play where you have to play in a system and the perfect example i could have of that with isaiah washington is they used to have this thing called the elite 24 i don't know if you've ever heard of it i have it was like the top 24 kids and like in that class they do the elite 11 in football yeah so they did yeah they did the elite 24 where it was like you know Two teams of 12, they would put the top 24 kids in, in that class, would play together. And it was at the Brooklyn Brooklyn Pierce Park. Like, they would put a court up right there on the water. And I used to go all the time. We used to watch it. And it was just dope. It would, they would have, like, a dunk contest. And, like, they would have, like, a, a game. And, like, all these people were playing. Um, Michael, Michael Porter Jr., who plays on the Nuggets, played one year. Um... That kid Hamadou Diallo, who plays from, who was from Lefrak, who plays on the Pistons. Pistons, yeah. yeah. He he was in it, but the reason why I bring up Isaiah Washington is he wasn't he wasn't in the top twenty four, and someone I think got hurt and dropped out, and he came in just as like a fill-in. He was a reserve. I think he might have been like top fifty in the class. Like he was he wasn't even like close for it, but they brought him in because it was like New York. He was that guy. Like. And he went in and played against the top guys. And I think he put up like 24 or something like that. He just went out there and like killed and like just went out there, didn't care who he was playing against and just went off. And that goes to show that, you know, as long as you like, you have like, you believe in yourself, it don't matter who you're playing against or like who believes in you. Like if you go out there and you're like, I'm the best one on the court night right now, that's what you have to believe in. And mm-hmm. that's what he did. He went out there and he wasn't, like I said, wasn't top 24 and went out there and balled out. What is it though about these like Drew League and Rucker runs? I like like to me, bro. They're they're just regular. Yeah, yeah. Yo, it's I would be livid if I was the owner. Oh yeah, <sighs> yeah. Dude, could you imagine? Yeah, LeBron yeah. goes to to the yeah, Drew League yeah. and like pulls a hamstring and mm-hmm. then hundred percent. Like I would be furious, especially a guy like him who now he's you know he's older. He's yeah. gonna be t- year twenty. Yeah. 
You know what's cool about that though too? Like it, it's Matt, it's cool. Like if you're someone that goes to the park regularly and you see KD or Durant you know or, is, or Demar yeah. and LeBron, you know what walking. it is too. It's not people that play in it. It's not just athletes. Like the game played in it. I believe Chris Brown played. Chris Brown has yeah. played in it a bunch of times. It's too, just yeah. like. Um, and also the like the Drew League for those that don't it's a it's a pro am like basketball league in yeah in, it's out like in where Cali. people like before is like, it uh we're we're in Cali it gotta be L A right isn't it L A I believe so but like the thing that's cool is like high school kids playing it like Lamelo Ball played in it like when he was playing overseas and like when he was supposed to go to college but couldn't go to college because of that whole thing you know where he was making money off his name and he right, wasn't right, getting right. recruited he went over and played overseas with the. Illawaria Hawks or something like that and he did his thing then came in and got drafted the thing that was cool about that was like you got all like these young guys that are like out here like playing out there and like it's it's like more than like like Shaq's kids were playing in it like before they were like doing anything but the cool thing is it's just like you don't have to just be like an athlete to be in it like it goes back to like the game was playing in it like Chris Brown was playing it I'm trying to think of like other people like even like retired players playing it like when when uh, Nick Young was out of the league he was playing in it like doing all sorts of like crazy stuff but I think like the Drew Re- League really blew up when during like that NBA lockout when there was no NBA for like Ooh, good point. All, I think you're right. All, yeah, I, I don't know if the Drew League I believe the Drew League was around then, but it wasn't as big as it is is now. But um if it's on YouTube, there's definitely like Bullets Life clips, but like that lockout was like so ill because that wasn't just like people playing like street ball like in like these leagues. Like you had like I think there was one game where like Wade, Chris Paul, Durant, um, LeBron, like all these people are like all on the court at the same time. Like, even Kobe went and played. Kobe was playing, James Harden was playing, uh and this is before like the whole like super team era where like people were all playing together and like, you know, all these things. So like just like the first time you really got to see like all these all it was like an all star game with like championship level like playoff level caliber, like people playing like stuff like that. Wow, yo, I just pulled up what is the Drew League, right? Mm-hmm. Check this out. Founded in 1973. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NBA allows players, while NBA contracts prohibit some organized offseason basketball events, the league allows players to participate in the Drew League and if injured would still get compensated. Wow. Yeah. Because it's considered high level pro am, it's the highest level pro am league in the country. It's not like it's just people going to the park to play street ball to just do like stupid stuff. People are going there to win. Like, it's like, like another person too. There's there's a dude he plays in like the big three, and he plays. Uh, his name is Frank Nitty. He plays with like the, um, he plays like the Ball is Life uh, West team. Like to go back to that, and he's he's legit. He's a pro. Like. He plays in like he plays in a Drew League. He I'm I'm pretty sure he won uh, a championship last year in the Drew League. I'm pretty sure he played with the game, but he um he's legit. He like plays in that. So you have like people that like that, like that are playing in it, and like he's going toe to toe with like professionals. So it's not like people are just going like there to like just play like to have fun. Like people are going there to win. Like you 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 want to win when you go there. More than a hundred current NBA players have played. Mm-hmm. The names of LeBron, DeRozan, Kobe, James Harden, Chris Paul, Paul George, Paul yep. Pierce, mm-hmm. John Wall, Clay, Durant. And check this out. The NBA took advantage of LeBron James's involvement in the Drew League, streaming the game on NBA.com and on its app, got more streams than any summer league game. That's insane. I mean, also, you're like, yo, let's not forget, we didn't see Braun for a little bit. Yeah. Like, this is the first time we see Braun playing ball in a yeah, long time. Went out there and put up 43 and 16. <laughs> like, at, 
But yo, what do you feel like to to put a bow on this pot, man? Is it is what do you feel like when people say that they don't care about like me? Mike happen or no cap? What do you think? I mean, everyone has their own point of view for it, but I feel like like I said, like like making it a big deal though that he dropped forty is kind of wild to me. Yeah, I can agree, but I mean, he's. It's not like he was at. It'd be different, like if he was out there, like like there was times like during like the NBA lockout where he was going toe to toe with Durant, and he was out there putting up like forty against Durant. And I'm not saying Durant's the best defender out there, but when you say LeBron versus Durant and LeBron goes and puts up forty, it's like yo, he was killing Durant, and like Durant was going right back at LeBron. But that was like a sick time. Like there's like old mixtapes of that during that lockout era. That like I think like you had to be around for that lockout era to really enjoy like the Drew League and stuff like that now because. Now it's just kind of like you have the NBA, like you have like all these YouTube videos of like people playing ball. Like the Drew League now is like like that additional like add on, but it's a it's a big deal for those team people that win those leagues. Like that's like bragging rights, especially from like people out in LA because that's that's where it is. But for like for like your sake, for like you say, like it just doesn't interest you. Like not that it doesn't interest you, but it's just like ah, it's whatever. Like it's just it's just extra basketball. It's kind of whatever, yeah. So like, it depends on how like you view, like you said before, like where you brought up the whole thing where you're like, oh, like I'll come play, like you know, but like when it starts to like, you said you'd be like a liability, where like obviously basketball is not your first sport, right? Like someone like me that grew up playing like basketball like my whole life, I've played in like leagues, not like the Drew League, but like you know men's leagues and like leagues yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. To like watch like all these other people like just kind of go out there and like do their thing and like you see players like playing different. Like, like you see, like LeBron, like throwing oops to himself with the backboard. Like he does stuff he wouldn't do in the NBA. So right, you get right, to see right. an aspect of like people that play that exactly. Like that's um, that's a fair assessment for sure. It's also like I feel like it would give a it, it's a dope cosign if LeBron comes to play. Yeah, I don't know if you saw. Uh, I believe the Drew League is sponsored by Adidas, or the team that he was playing on was sponsored by Adidas, and LeBron taped out the Adidas logo on the jersey when That's he played. Jordan shit. Yeah, and he, he had, yeah, and he had like the. I think he had like a, a certified like a like a Nike logo on here instead. Yeah, I pulled up because you remember that video that went viral of LeBron and Durant playing flag football against each other. Yeah, that, that was, was during the lockout too. Yeah. when they played flag football. So That's what I'm saying. That that, that lockout era was. That lockout era, like every other day, like a pro am was being posted, and even like uh, Jamal Cross, Jamal Crossover, Jamal Crawford's, he uh, he has a uh, he also has his own pro am, mm-hmm. and I forget where that one is at, but he he was still over playing, he was still playing there. Jamal Crawford could definitely still play in the NBA too. He retired because I just don't think he still has a love for the game. But I don't Yo, think you know he what they said about him? Uh, I don't know if you ever heard this. He like never practiced, practiced on his no. game. He just played. all he did was play pickup. He just played. Like, that's that's how he trained. Yeah. He never, like, you know, 100 shots would, in the gym and shit. I mean, shit. obviously, I'm not Jamal Crawford, but that was the same way. Like, I, I, I couldn't, like, I used to just play. Like, I, I couldn't sit down and, like, do a bunch of drills and, like, shoot because you can make eight moves on a cone. The cone's not playing defense. If you want to make all these moves and stuff like that, you got to do it with someone guarding you. Like, I can go up to a cone, dribble five times, go another cone, dribble five times, and make a layup. That's not making me any better. That's just making me, in a sense, like a robot, like, the best like players in the NBA, like that, like dribble and stuff like that, like that have like good moves and stuff like that, like like Kyrie, for example, like he does everything off reaction. So like he's not coming down the court like I'm gonna go behind my back here. It's like if this guy reaches, I'm gonna go this way, and if he comes this way, I'm gonna go back between my legs. It's all reaction timing. So like that was like something like I used to watch all these people play like back to like these balls life like clips and stuff like that, like the like the highlight tapes and like all that stuff. I used to watch those and like get people's moves and try and practice those moves. But you can't practice those moves on a cone because you're gonna do that. It's like it's different. Like 
that's just like kind of like basketball, like football. Like you could practice route running, and like you right. have you have to get that down like before you can make that move on someone. Because if I'm going and I'm doing like a post, you got to know when to make that cut before you do it with someone there. Yeah, that's fair. That's definitely fair. I would I would say like with basketball, you're right. I do feel like it's more reactionary. Yeah. And like it makes sense. Like if I cross over at the cone, nothing's gonna happen. The cone's not cone's not reaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like the shooting is something you should. Well, yeah, the sh- the shooting yeah. is definitely that. That's different. Um, I used to put my shots up, but like that was a thing. Like I used to just I'd rather put shots up and like and because it's tough. A lot of times you'll do shooting drills and you're not going game speed. You're just catching, lackadaisically shooting, and it's like you're not wanting you're also to wide do open that. Too. Exactly, you're yeah. wanting to do that, but in a sense, you need that because you need to knock down that open shot if you want to play at that next level. So. Shooting is definitely different. Um, you know, you got you got to shoot those shots. But a lot of times we used to do drills where you would shoot and whoever was passing you the ball would close out. And you'd get your own rebound and come and close out. Those are the kind of drills I would do. But um, I wasn't I – was, I, was, I could shoot, but I, w- I was never the greatest shooter anyway. But that's probably because I didn't, I didn't do shooting drills. <laughs> probably, that probably goes back to that. That makes sense, Life, yeah. life goes full circle with that one. I guess I just figured that one out. But um, – but yeah, I mean, the thing with me too is I've never been a good half court shooter. I've always been a better full court player, and like real, like a lot of like ball players will like understand that because you know you play four on four and like teams will just like if you have four on four, people will just sit in the paint. It's also not a natural like yeah, I, I natural, always love playing it, full. Yeah, it's not a natural feel because my my game was always like well, I, I was a point point guard in my high school and then I I quit because like I wanted to play baseball yeah. with, with Dennis and, and some of my friends. Right. We made a my buddy Mustafa. He's been on the pod many times. We did like a like a bet kind of like yo you come off of the football team having never played football uh, and I'll play I'll baseball. Play baseball, yeah. And the baseball team was probably the best chance I ever had at winning like a city championship, bro. Our our team was stacked. We were like top five in the city. And all they needed was a first baseman. They returned everybody. Everybody was a senior or a junior. Right. And then it was uh, the Alvarez twins. Nick and Chris were like freshmen, but they were right. nasty. Right. And they're like, yo, the only position that's available is first base. I was like, all right, fuck it, man. I couldn't hit for shit. It took me like 20 games to get a legitimate hit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I quit playing back. I was going to be the starting point guard with this kid, G, who was nasty. He was really good. He's another one that like could have went to play yeah, basketball. Exactly. But he kind of was just like all about his family and shit, and he didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was going to be the point guard because like, I was able to facilitate, and I love like the pace. Yeah. You know, I never got tired and shit. Like, that was my thing. I was never fast, mm-hmm. but I always had like a crazy gas tank. Right. But when I would play half court, I hated that shit. You get a rebound, you got to go it's, dribble. It's it, like it's annoying, too, because like... It's not natural movements, yeah. really. And, and like I hate, you said, people could just. I hate two. I hate two stuff like that. Like I hate when I play pickup, and like, you know, even if I'm not knocking down my shots, I hate when someone doesn't pick up because, like, now you're like you're forcing me to shoot. You're not really playing. Like that's why, like, I like playing with people I don't know and stuff like that. I like playing at full court because if I'm going full court, like I'm getting it, I'm, I'm running. You gotta pick me up, or else I'm just gonna go to the hoop. Like you can't really force me to do anything. Like one of my boys. Uh, Another great talent, my boy Juju, who plays, he's he uh, he's out in Long Island, and you know he played he played uh, at Niagara, I think, and he's another great talent. He plays in like all these pro am leagues, and he kills, like he he does his thing. He's just coming off an ACL injury, but he he was the first person that I ever really heard say that. We were playing at one of his gyms one time, and you know someone didn't want to guard him, and like they were just kind of forcing him to shoot, and like he was getting pissed because he's like, you're not making me better because. 
I'm just doing what I want now. Like, you're not forcing me to do anything. Like, he's like, you're not going to force me to just sit here and shoot the whole time. Like, that's not basketball. So, like, when he said that, that kind of, like, opened it up for me. That's like, yo, like, I would, when, when it comes down to, like, choosing, like, I always want to run fulls, like, when it comes down to playing because in more of an aspect, you actually have to play, like, and, like, even in, like, a shooting aspect, like, I'm better when, like, I could run down the court. Like, when I'm just sitting around, like, on the wing and, like, waiting for someone to pull the ball out. And, like, you get you get everyone involved more when you play full court. Like, because everyone has to run. Everyone has to do something. Like, it's not like someone could just guard, like, a big that can't shoot. Now they're just standing in the paint playing help defense. Like, stuff like that is uh, is why I would say I would like like full court more than, like, half court. And that goes to, like, obviously, like, everything you play is, like, full court. But, like... AU basketball, for like example, like with like uh, like I was saying with you know people playing in like the Elite Twenty Four and stuff like that, like those were like some of like the greatest basketball years like of my life. Like I was playing with like my boy. I never played on like a big program or anything like that, but I was playing with like my boys from high school, and like we would go out and like we would just go to these tournaments like an undersized team like no one knew of us, and we would just go out there and play mad hard, and we would we would smoke teams and like we would just have mad fun. We would travel all the time. We would go to like nationals and like Virginia and like we playing like and like qualifiers and like regionals and stuff like that, like in order to go to nationals and we would qualify all the time. But some of the most fun I ever had was just in like the, like the park tournaments, like, like the, like you'd play in like the housing projects and stuff like that. And like, they'd have like announcers and like, you would end up playing like the same kids every week because it would always be like the same kids from like, mm. they would just be like, I remember there was like one year I was playing like literally the same kid every week would guard me every single week. He just had a different color jersey every week. <laughs> so, but those, those were like the dopest cause like it's kill or be killed in those kind of things. Cause in those kind of leagues, like park leagues and stuff like that, I don't know if you know this, you can't play help defense or you can't play zone. You have to play man to man. Ooh. So there was one league I played in. It was called Farragut. It was in Brooklyn. And I believe, I want to say it was the the first, second, and third quarter, or it might have been two halves. The first half, you could play help defense. You couldn't play zone, but you could play help defense. But I, I believe, like, the last, like, five minutes of the game or something like that, you couldn't play help defense. So, like, if I go past my man and someone comes to help, it was a technical foul, you get two free throws. So People got exposed. Yeah. So And that was one of the things that, like, really made me, like, work harder to, like, be a better basketball player because I remember playing in it, and I was, like, younger, and I was getting my ass killed. Like, I was getting like smoked and like I, I couldn't guard like I was guarding kids that were and that really made me sit sit down and be like yo I got I gotta like work on this shit like I gotta be a better defender like if I want to play and I want to say I was like a, a sophomore or junior in high school at this time and like I used to just think I was the shit because like I was playing like around in my neighborhood like doing my thing like and then you go to like these other leagues and like play against like these really talented people and it's like yo I, I gotta I gotta be better so like I remember like I just remember like not being able to play defense and like you know there was no help defense so like that leaves like like a sour like kind of feel that it's like yo like I don't want this to happen again, so but I believe that's how it is in like Dykeman and like Rucker and all that stuff too. You can't play zone and you can't help. You maybe you can help, but like it's like when you got to really pick up man like full court like, and I, I believe in that Farragut league too. You had to pick up at like half court. You couldn't sit in the three point line. Like you had to really pick up and you really had to be on your man. But that's why like now like I take pride in playing defense like. Like, even when it comes to football, like, I like playing offense, but, like, I hate when I don't play defense, like, on a team, yeah. when, like, I'm just out there playing one way. Like, even if, I'm, like, I'm, I'm playing both ways and, like, I don't play every offensive set, like, if I prefer to be out there, like, playing defense, like, trying to make a play or something like that. Nah, I don't agree. Yeah? Rather be on offense. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Hey, man, this was, uh, this was good. Yeah. I like the conversation. Yeah, I like sure. some of the insight with the AAU stuff. Because I've always been fascinated by AAU. I've talked about it in the past. 
Like I think that whole dynamic of like the travel teams and all it's that. Dope. Like you go to like tournaments and, and then and then as you see them states. evolve, you see those pictures where like all these guys play together. It's like yeah. Trey Young and, yeah, and Tatum yeah, play yeah, together yeah. and shit. It comes it comes around full circle. Oh, for sure, uh, dude. This was this was good, man. I enjoyed it. Yeah, where uh, where are you on social media? What are uh, your handles? People on, follow you or some shit. Yeah, I'm Instagram. I'm just be funny. That's really it. Twitter. I'm same thing. I believe. Um, but yeah, my Instagram is beefany. I think with two Y's, something like that. Yeah, I don't have it in front of me, but I'll have it in the bio. Wide receiver, receiver one for anyone who don't who needs to know. Wide receiver one. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. We talked about wide receivers on that first pod we did. Yeah. Uh, veteransminimum.com. You can find everything for the show. There's merch available. Summer hats. Check them out. If you buy something, tag us. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next time.